Welcome to the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast with global sales trainer and professional speaker, Lois Kofi. Each week, it is her goal to share inspiration and education for you to be, do, have the best health and wealth and wisdom for your life. Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy Friday to everybody who's watching the live podcast show. I know this comes up into iTunes and on podcast platforms on Monday, and I'm so excited to be kicking off a theme for the first time ever for this month of September. I, Lois Kofi, professional speaker, podcaster, and sales success coach, uh, and founder of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast. I'm launching suicide awareness month i'm super passionate about it i even made a website for it so you guys can see a little bit more about my story about why i'm so passionate about it and today i have our first guest uh, nicole boone from minneapolis minnesota i'm going to be sharing her story here in just a minute just a couple of quick reminders if you're tuning in live we love our guests you may get the opportunity to ask questions later so if you comment below, just say hashtag live and where are you tuning in from? We would love to know and acknowledge you. And then also if you aren't already, depending on where you're seeing this or learning about this show for the first time, please join us. Nicole is also there in my healthy and wealthy and wise Facebook community, which is a group. It's a judgment-free zone. It's positive, it's supportive, it's encouraging. And especially right now, with what's going on in 2020, this pandemic, this new normal. Um, we know that the suicide rate is up. We know that um, people are searching for anxiety, depression, support services, all a lot more of 80% right now, guys, on Google. So I wanted to kick off my first of many interviews this month with my friend, Nicole. She's a self-made millionaire at age 35. And I actually met her as Ryan. And we met through networking and, and she actually transitioned to Nicole here in the past couple of years and she's had her own journey. And I would love for you, Nicole, to share with us your story, your why, how you got to be where you're at and, and just, you know, no holds barred. Just let us know because your message is so powerful and people out there that are listening in to the live or the recording version, we want to educate them. We want to inspire them. We want to encourage them during this this crazy year. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Hi, Lois. Uh, thank you for that introduction. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy year for me. Um, it's the last several years has just been been fantastic. You know, and I'm, I know that with the pandemic, that often you know a lot of people are are talking about the doom and gloom. Um, and I guess the way that I look at it is, um, you can it's all how you react to it and. This year has been, I've had my challenges, I have my problems, um, but it, I've also had a lot of successes too. So I prefer to focus on on the positive and um, look for, you know, the, the silver lining on anything that I can. Um, you know, so far I've been healthy, knocking wood, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on here and, and look forward to your questions and anything I can do to kind of educate or share my story. That's awesome. Well, and I know I met you, I can't even remember, uh, gosh, four years ago, five years ago, we met in networking and you were already really successful in business. You had a family. Um, what was going on for you at that time when you maybe realized, you know what, I'm not really my true 
authentic self. And I want to I want to change mm-hmm. that. So can you share with us a little bit more about that journey? Yeah. So, you know, for me, I guess my entire life, I've always known that there was something different about me. And I didn't really know in early on in life why or what that was. Um, I would say that I that I, you know, from a young age knew that there was something about that I wasn't comfortable with. And even from like kindergarten and on in school, I didn't feel like I was really one of the boys. And, you know, and I guess for me, like without having that certainty, I mean, everybody said you're a boy, you know, it'd be crazy for you to think that you're anything else. Um, you were born that way and that's the way you are. And, uh, you know, I always in the back of my mind had this, this, uh, this thought that, um, that, you know, what, what is make what makes me different? You know, and a lot of people told me that, um, you know, that a lot of people in school would make fun of me because I, I had all these feminine man- mannerisms. I had, um, I acted like a girl before I knew how to really, really fake it well as a guy. And a lot of people just thought I was gay. And um, ironically, they may have been correct, except not in the way that they were, they were thinking. Um, right. You know, I, I was, I was interested in girls as a, as a guy, um, as a boy, and it wasn't that. And, you know, and I think that a lot of people are just cruel to people that are different. And um, I kind of buried it down. And I, and after I went through puberty and college and stuff, I learned how to fake it. And um, I did as many things as I could to be hypermasculine and it didn't work. It didn't work at all. And um the whole time I was struggling with my identity and who I was and really what actually was the trigger for me was um, I built up this big house of cards and um, eventually that house of cards came crashing down. And I had, and you're, when you're not living authentically as yourself, you start developing um, mental health issues And mine was that I had a lot of anxiety and I would have, this debilitating anxiety where I would get worked up and have a panic attack and I would faint and I would faint for no apparent reason. I would just get worked up. I literally fainted when I was driving once and I barely got the car in a park and I woke up on the steering wheel with my foot all the way down the accelerator. And I knew that I couldn't function. I couldn't even work a day at work without having to go home early. Um, I almost lost my job and this is before I started my business. And, um, you know, it took, it took a lot of medication at first when I was building the business to suppress the anxiety that I was having. And, um, I was looking for answers, any answer, anything to, to just feel relaxed and not feel worked up every day. So literally I was, I was dying. I could not survive being like that. So, um, the, the way that I finally decided and discovered this is that I, um, with the anxiety, I, I was seeing a therapist, which was no shame in that at all. I think everybody should do it because I think that there are always are things in life that are stressors and struggles and you should definitely reach out and get help. And I think without that, I don't know if I would have made it. And uh, through that, I discovered, finally answered the question that I was afraid to ask is, who am I and who am I really? And um Eventually I, I brought it up and I said, this is probably nothing, but you know, I kind of have this, this crazy idea that I might be a woman and uh, you know, I don't know where that really comes from. I don't really know if this is real. I certainly had doubts and I definitely had my prejudices going into this. And um, 
you know, eventually, you know, my therapist just said, you know, I, I, have a, I have a plan for you. I want you to every day after work, go home and dress, become that woman for two weeks. And I want you to see how you feel. And uh, I said, this, that's crazy. I mean, no one's going to see me but my family. Like, you know, like I don't know what, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a cross-dresser or anything like that. But I, you know, I said, okay, you know, fine. I guess, I mean, what do I have to lose? So I, I went home the first day and I went out and I actually took it seriously. I put some money behind it. I, I spent $600 and I bought a bunch of outfits that I could wear for two weeks and really took it seriously. And guess what? I felt so much better. I felt, I felt relieved, even though I didn't look very good in female clothes. I didn't look as good as I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like, I looked like a man wearing a dress which is what I've heard a lot of, you know, that's the, that's what people expect when they hear about a trans woman. And, mm -hmm. uh, but for me, it was, it was an, it was a relief. It was an answer. It was an answer to our prayers. My, my wife, Jackie, who's been my greatest supporter, she was just relieved. She's, she, uh, right away. I mean, I involved her in it. And so I told her, I said, you know, I might be transgender. My therapist says I should try, um, you know, dressing as a woman. What do you think? And she's like, you know, if this, <laughs> if this works, hell yeah. Like, because awesome. I can't, I can't, I can't stand it when you're like that, when you're that, I mean, it was, I went to the emergency room. I couldn't breathe. Um, I was fainting and having seizures. I mean, I literally could not function living as Ryan anymore. Um, should I keep going? <laughs> or do you want to ask more yeah, questions? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to interrupt you because this is so powerful. Uh, I think yeah. you're, you're as much as you can share can, that can resonate okay. with people. First of all, I, I think it's amazing that you got so much support. Um, so kudos to Jackie because I've, I've seen other situations where you didn't have that support. So mm -hmm. the fact that she also to find your true authentic self, way to go, Jackie. Mm -hmm. But anyway, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So, so, you know, for me, I, I'm kind of a person doesn't just do, usually I, I do a lot of stuff sort of impulsively, especially as Ryan, I was a very impulsive person. I would just go and I would do things. Um, but for this, I mean, this, the gravity of this choice, um, I went and did my research and I picked up six books. I started with Caitlyn Jenner's book. Cause I mean, come on, she's like the most well-known yeah. name and you know, transgender. And, and I'll, I'll say that she's not that great of an author, but her story resonated with me. And I remember reading her first uh, chapter where she was finding herself and, and experimenting and um, the struggles that she was going through internally. And I thought, oh my God, this is me. This is totally me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not Caitlin Jenner, but I, you know, my experience is similar to hers. And I will say that she's real. Um, she may not, I mean, a lot of people may not agree with everything that she has done in her life, but that doesn't mean that she's not a woman. She is. And, uh, you know, once I read that, I was like, I read her book and I thought, you know, I wonder who else, who else has gone through this? I mean, who else has already blazed the trail per se? And I wonder if they have some more experience to me. And I discovered through countless book after book after book, I was reading a book every two to three days and I was spending three to four hours a night reading. I would just read every night and, and, uh, every book, it just, I, there was, it was, it was crazy. There were a lot of people that had the same experience as me and, uh, had struggled. I, I did things that hyper masculinized myself. Like I did ROTC the first year of college. I got really fit. Um, I, 
I, I ran the lar second largest student organization on campus. Um, I was very, I tried to be very macho. I tried to do all these things um, to make myself feel less feminine. And every time I did it, it had the opposite reaction. It made me feel more depressed and more anxious. And, uh, you know, the the final nail in the coffin per se was when I, I hired a personal trainer and I became, I got really fit again and lost 40 pounds. And uh, I got really, really buff and I got big arms and big shoulders. And it just made me feel so worked up, so worked up. I had, a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people assume, oh, I must have been this feminine sissy person my whole life. And the reality is that, no, I actually was considered a sort of alpha male. And I had the testosterone levels checked and I was in the top like 5% of testosterone for men, oh. for men. I had very high testosterone because I worked out a lot. I could, I could squat 305 pounds. I have pictures to prove it. Um, <laughs> I, I would bench, I benched 225. I was, I was very fit and I was very masculine and it made me feel horrible. Um, and uh, so after I did all this reading and, and stuff, I, I, holy, holy crap, this is me. I am, I am, I'm a woman. Now what? Now what do I do? And anybody that really knows me knows that I, I don't, I've, I really only have one speed, which is, which is full throttle. And I just went, went for it. I didn't care what anybody thought. I didn't care what anybody, anybody, I didn't care who I ran over in the way to get there. I was going to be this woman and I went out there and did it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first experience going out and I went shopping. I literally went in there presenting as a male to a woman's only store. And the first store I went into was White House Black Market. And I remember Susie and Danielle, um, who later became great friends of mine. Awesome. And I walked in there and I was looking at clothes and I was having like, my heart was beating out of my chest and I was feeling so anxious and and they, they were like, oh, hi, what can we, what can we do for you? And uh, um, it was actually Chloe at the time, one of the, their sales associates. And she's like, what size is she? And I said, I don't know. How, how, what size do you think I am? And she's like, oh, <laughs> she had no idea. Cause I mean, I came in there and I had a full beard. I, I um, had, you know, short hair and I was wearing baggy clothes and I didn't look like a woman. And uh, you know, I, I'd have to say, like in a lot of ways, that those ladies have saved my life. In a lot of ways, because they every week, every Friday, I've seen them for the last three years, and today is Friday, and I'm actually um, parked outside the mall because I'm going to go in <laughs> and do my weekly Friday visit after this, and I'm going to go see some of those ladies, and they had no judgment at all. They welcomed me as a woman, even when I didn't look like one. And I will say that, that that support has been absolutely phenomenal. And, and as a trans woman, as a trans person, I can tell you that, that that is one of the most important things when you're transitioning is to have a good support system. So they've been absolutely fantastic. And um, it's just been wonderful to, to, to be able to go through this and have that, that safe place. And, so, and I think anybody that's questioning their, their identity, um, I would recommend finding these places for you. And, you know, and it's been absolutely wonderful, but 
anyway, I, I got a whole bunch of clothes that day. I spent entirely way too much money <laughs> and, um, and I started my transition and pretty much right away. I started, I started just presenting as a woman. I would wear a wig. I would wear women's clothes, makeup, and people would scowl at me. They would, they would look the other way. Um, you know, mm. parents would cover their children's eyes. They did. I was, I was re- reviled and I looked, I looked honestly like a man in women's clothes and I didn't look good. Um, and I just went out there and said, F it, I'm going to make this happen. And I don't, you know, and I look back at the pictures and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I did that. But I was <laughs> feeling so excited. And um, yeah, I just, I just went out there and did it. And, uh, you know, and for the first six months, I, I didn't feel, I didn't notice. I didn't notice anybody that any of the doubters or any haters. I just went out there and did everything I could. And, um, you know, once the, and I was, I got a hormones right away and hormones made a huge difference. They softened my features. I got my, my face, I got laser hair removal, um, pretty much right away after I made that decision, after I read all those books and decided I'm, let's go for it. And, uh, I've gone through just some of the most ridiculous, painful, everything you can possibly imagine to, to, to find this, to fulfill this dream. Um, yeah. And then, you know, after, after, uh, several months of seeing the hormones work and starting to see some of the differences, I went out and got my first surgery, um, within about six months and I got uh, hair transplants to fix my hairline, um, over at Shapiro medical clinic, which those guys absolutely phenomenal, uh, very accepting. They do great work. Um, I've posted pictures on my Facebook page of some of the results that I've had. And I used to have some pretty bad receding hairline. Um, and now it looks very natural. And so I've had some great results of that. So, and you know, the thing is every time I did stuff like this, every time I laser my face or anytime I did, um, any surgery that was permanent, my, my first gut was like, Oh, I'm going to regret this. I'm going to, I'm going to change my mind someday, you know, and I'm not gonna, I'm, I thought I would have a, I would regret it. And I've never, ever regretted it anytime that I've done anything permanent. I've always felt a sense of peace and a little bit less anxious every time. And um, I've been doing this now for three years and um, and every time I've done it, it's just felt great. And the, you know, the, after that I had, I had a voice feminization surgery, which um, I'm still kind of working on, on learning how to use those vocal cords better. Um, I had, uh, in January this year, I had facial feminization surgery uh, where I had um, my nose done, my eyes done. I had a brow lift. I had an, a subnasal lip lift. I had my jaw contoured. So basically cut pieces of my jaw off. I had my chin removed and put back on. I had a neck lift. I had breast augmentation all at the same time. Holy and, Toledo. Uh, yeah. 10 and a half hours of surgery. I was the most sick, miserable I've ever been coming out of surgery. Um, you know, I, when I did the voice surgery, I couldn't talk for an entire month, not a word. So, um, I've had laser done about 50 times all over my body and I've cried every time they've done it. Mm -hmm. I've had, um, this year, a month ago, I had gender reassignment surgery. So I have had the surgery as some people call it. And I felt, I've never felt better. I felt very at peace. Um, I feel, I feel like my body is in continuity with how I feel or how I felt that I've been my whole life. And, you know, I've just, now I'm there, I've made it.
and uh you know and 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 I, I think it's still a transition going forward i mean there's still more things that i can always do to to, to get authenticity mm. and uh and every time i feel peace so and my anxiety i will say i don't even remember the last time i had a panic attack i've been able to do things that i've never been able to do before i was i i couldn't even get a flu shot without painting and now I got two hours of surgery or two hours of tattooing done yesterday. <laughs> with, I don't know, thousands of needle pricks and I didn't faint and I was able to get through it. So um, I actually did a, a Phoenix, which is kind of my thing, um, which means uh, it's a symbol of rebirth and uh, motherhood and um, finding a new identity. And I thought, and as a way of honoring my transition, kind of getting towards the end of it, um, it meant a lot to me. So, um, you know, and I think that a lot of people, a lot of doubters um, along the way have said that um, you can't do this. You're going to regret it. You're going to be worse off. You're going to commit suicide. You know, I have a lot of people whispering in my ear, all these things. And I honestly have never felt better. <laughs> I've never looked better. I've never cared more <laughs> about my presentation than I have now. Um, I, I've become a better person. And if you ask anybody that knows me closely, I am just a lot more enjoyable to be around. I'm a lot calmer, more more authentic. Um, and uh, it's been a great thing for me. So I know that some people may not believe it or agree with it, and that's totally your opinion, but it's been a good thing for me. That's so and, awesome. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And I, I love this really story. On... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I was just going to say that it's, it's perfect. Um, the, and you're beautiful. I mean, everything you've done, yeah. uh, you look amazing. Uh, and the, and, and I believe truly that it's because you worked from the inside out. You, you, you decided, you know what, mm -hmm. this is not who I am. And that's what really my podcast is all about guys is authentic conversations. And every single person who comes on here, especially this month with suicide awareness month is all about that transformational butterfly coming out of the cocoon and living your ultimate highest and best self. So I love that you have the Phoenix on your arm. And that's why we call today, you know, rising like a Phoenix with her true authentic self. But it sounds like, I mean, I don't know if it's if you could say it's been a decade or maybe even two decades that yet, you know, thinking of the Jenner story, that was massive wake up call mm -hmm. for the whole country. And I know you just sold a, a business for seven figures. I mean, do you think you would have had all of that success as well if you hadn't really realized who you truly were and you you went for it in spite of all the pain and the the surgeries and all the the judgment, the whispers, and the parents covering their kids' eyes. I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. Yeah, it's, you know, and I'll say that along the way that there, it hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows. Um, I've had a lot of struggles. I've lost uh, the majority of my friends. Um, a lot of my, pretty much all my best friends I've lost through the transition. A lot of them didn't accept me, especially ones that so-called Christians. Um, I'm not saying all Christians, but I've had a lot of uh, very religious friends that that t told me that they don't believe in that I'm really a woman and it's really hurt and they've said a lot of nasty things to me um, and judgments and they say they don't support transgender they don't support they don't believe in it they say that my biology is 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 male and that's the way I always be and and the irony is, is that a lot of people don't know this but I when I had my surgery done a month ago they actually found evidence that I was born with both 
and I'm actually intersex as well. So um, this whole time I've been acting on faith that I was a woman on the inside and there's actually physical evidence that I am um, at least part female, part male. And I would definitely say in my identity, in my head that I've always really been female and I had to just accept that and embrace it. And then of course, now we're finding that there's actually evidence of that. And I honestly think that anybody who's transgender that feels that they identify one way or the other, there probably is a certain degree of a, they were born this way. Um, and I couldn't shake it. I tried everything. I literally tried everything to overcome this. And uh, to answer your question about the success, I would say that um, that I was successful before I transitioned. I would say that, that um, because of my struggles, I would say that I'm not a quitter and I'm somebody who works hard and somebody who has, you have to have this incredible belief to do anything like this. And uh, um, while I was going through all this, while I was going through all this, this anxiety, I was building a business. And, um, you know, I started the business in 2012 and um, quit my job. Everybody said I was crazy. I had a great job. It was, I it paid like 85,000 a year at full benefits. It was, it was a very reliable, very easy job. I mean, we'd go and we do beer thirties at two o'clock in the afternoon, as we called it. Um, and it was easy. It was great. It was a good career stable. And people said, you're nuts. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to lose all your money. You're going to, now you lost this great job. You, you know, you shouldn't do it. And I had a lot of doubters and people that said I wouldn't make it. There's no money in that. There's too much competition. And I just, I just don't, I honestly, the biggest thing I'll tell you is that don't listen to haters. There's haters everywhere. And um, if I listen to the haters, I listen to all the people that I've, I've had people that literally told me I should kill myself. I've had people say that I was a degenerate. I've had people that have, um, said that, that, um, that what I'm doing is wrong. Um, I've, 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 I've heard it all. I've, I've gone into, I've had people complain about me going in the women's bathroom. I've had people complain about me going to the women's locker room when I was at the gym. I've had people just complain that I'm sitting next to them in a restaurant. I've had every everything you can imagine done to me, and I still persevered. And that is exactly the kind of thing that that you need to do when you start a business too. So I I know how to fight those battles, and I went through, and you know I had a I had a great business partner too that was able to help me when I was going through my transition um, to 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 help support me and keep make sure that business was still successful. Um, it is very expensive. Um, it takes a lot of time to transition. Uh, but yeah, we, we built a great company and, um, in 2019, we did about $3 million, um, which was, uh, a little over seven years after we founded the business. Um, and it was a crazy, crazy story about how we, I mean, it's probably a whole other podcast to be honest with you, but <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, 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 the accidental growth in some areas and just the building a following and making a lot of friends. I mean, we had 150 clinics that worked for, that we had clients that we did work for. Um, and, uh, I had the pleasure of, of being able to sell that, sell that business to my partner this year, um, and getting a, getting a seven figure payout on that. So now I'm a millionaire. And, uh, what I would tell people, if you're, if you're looking for success and, and you're looking to, to be wealthy, um, you just have to go out there and take the leap. You don't need the best idea in the world. You don't need, you honestly don't even need the best execution in the world. All you really have to go out there and do is just believe in yourself and do it. 
find something that you like doing. Honestly, I did the same same thing that everybody else is doing. Um, there's 300 IT businesses in, in the Twin Cities area. And I went out there and I just did it my way. And honestly, people, when they buy your services, they're really just buying you. So if, yeah. if you work on yourself and you instill confidence in people in your service, you're going to get business. And honestly, there's just no better lifestyle that I've ever lived being a business owner. And so I really would accredit that, credit my success to just not quitting and putting in the work. When everybody else was watching Netflix and YouTube and TV, I was out there working. I would work every day in my business relentlessly and I worked hard and it paid off. And I, it's all I got to say is it's worth it. And I did the same thing with my transition. And a lot of people told me that you'll never, you'll never be a woman. You'll never look like a woman. You'll never pass as a woman. And so you may as well just give up and look at me now. And I just, I, I take strength in that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been, it's definitely been a difficult journey um, doing this, but it's been worth it. It's been worth it. I feel much better than I did when I was, when I was Ryan, when I was a male and, um, you know, I did the right thing for me. I found myself and the Phoenix for me is, is a, is a symbol of that struggle and that rebirth into this new identity. So awesome. And I know we're running out of time and I, I can listen to you for days. We'll have to have you come back. Maybe yeah, I, I think you should, you definitely have to write a book. I mean, like you read Jenner's book and being able to share that you are, you are a standout uh, person who's transitioned and you have so much value to give. Uh, and I, I do Thank have, you. if we, if you're hopefully your phone isn't going to die. So I have, I, I do have two more questions. Do you have time? Sure. Absolutely. I've got time. Okay. So, because you, you, you shared a lot and I hope you guys took copious notes. Listen to this again, uh, share it with someone who's hurting right now, who's not feeling their authentic self, even if it's not about transitioning from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. There's so many people out there right now. I mean, again, we've seen the suicide rate increase, mental health, uh, you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. just turn to pharmaceuticals and I'm not, I'm not trying to you know, shun that concept. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, a lot of times people will turn to faith or religion. I'm not trying to shun that concept either. However, you've, you've, you said a lot of different things, but if you could pick one thing, if, if there's people listening right now who are hurting, who aren't their true authentic self, what is your best one bit of advice that they could apply right here, right now in this 2020, that from all of your experience and all of the pain that you've experienced, what is the one thing that they could do right now to help them be true to themselves? Well, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is that, you know, the, the number one illness right now is loneliness and 2020 has definitely been a struggle with, you know, being isolated. And I would say the biggest thing that, that having gone through this, and I recently had a friend that committed suicide is reach out to somebody, reach out to somebody and talk to somebody, let them know your struggle and find a friend. Honestly, in the last year, I've had many moments where I've been in dark places where I've had struggles where um, I've had suicidal thoughts. And, you know, before I had these these surgeries this year, feeling like I'm never going to make it. And the biggest thing that I did that, that helped me pull out of that was just is I found some new friends. And I was I, I didn't keep it a secret. Um, you you keep it a secret. You It, it swells in you and in. And, and, you, you start the only voices you hear are the voices in your head that that 
where you feel like, you know, you're not going to make it, you, all those self-doubt and you, you just got to find people that support you. You got to have a good, good support system. I would say that's probably the number one thing. And even if it, even if it, you can't meet up with them, if you're not comfortable doing that with the pandemic, just find a friend, do, um, do a zoom call every day to do a check-in because those are the things that are going to save your life and, or save a friend's life too. Is so if you're not somebody that's going through those struggles, reach out to your, reach out to your friends that you haven't heard from in a while and make sure they're doing okay. And, you know, if all else fails, there's, there's some great support systems too. Um, there's the trans uh, suicide hotline. Um, there's, you know, the national hotline. I mean, th- those are people that are available to listen and, um, and help you out when you're in those dark spaces. Awesome. I know I have a phrase, no one succeeds alone. And when in doubt, mm-hmm. reach out. I've had people who are like, Lois, why did you call me today? Like, I really needed that call. And I'm like, I don't know call it, you know, the universe, God, whatever, something said I needed to call you. So if you guys on both sides, if you're thinking about someone, call them. So many people are just about texting or whatever, call them. I've had several friends commit suicide. And, and so I've, I've learned from this journey. Um, when people don't call you back too, oftentimes I found out I kept calling and sure enough, they call me back and they were crying and they're like, Lois, how did you know? And it's just like, because I, I just, I've been there myself. I've, I, I had to have my, my five, my five only friends left that I had after I went through a traumatic experience, um, different, but, but similar, you know, you find out who your true friends are when you decide to make a change, when you decide to take a leap and be true to yourself. So I had to have those friends on speed dial myself and said, you know what, if I'm calling, you need to pick up because I'm, I might be having a moment. So I want to thank you for sharing that. Thank thank you. And I have one more question. If we don't, I know your phone battery's going. (laughs) I always, I I always, (laughs) I always close with this, this question. And I would love to have you back, Nicole. So we'll talk more about that. But my, my, my favorite question on this show is because the name is healthy and wealthy and wise, uh, because that has a lot of meaning to me. When I rose the journey, um, it was this phrase, healthy and wealthy and wise, that kept me going. So what does that mean to hear that phrase? Well, I think that, that healthy, wealthy, and wise means to, means to me, it means being successful in every area in your life. And um, honestly, you can't just be successful in one, one area and not be in another. So I always am working on myself in all areas of my life, trying to be a better mother to my children trying to be a better business owner, trying to be a more healthy person. Cause I think when you're healthy, you have more energy and you're able to do more. And I think that um, being wealthy is more, more of a side effect of, of just being, um, being a, uh, being healthy and, and, and instilling, always having this attitude of, of learning. I'm taking a class at the university of Minnesota this fall. I'm always reading. I'm always trying to learn new things and I'm always, willing to meet someone else and hear their story and, and, and download that wisdom into my head. So I think that that having that attitude, these success attitudes are what are going to make you um, become successful yourself. And so I think that that you have to be a really a champion at everything um, to be able to, to overcome some of these challenges. And at the same time, just be, I think, to be successful in general. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking out of time. I know you're, mm-hmm. you're juggling things and happy, happy shopping and saying uh, hi to your friends. Um, was it Susie yeah. and Danielle? <laughs> Su- Susie, well, Danielle has actually moved to another, uh, another store, another city, but uh, Susie should be there today. So I'll be happy to awesome. see Awesome. Awesome. Well guys, 
please tune in um, to healthyandwealthyandwise.com. You're actually going to see and listen to this again. This is obviously here on my fan page. It's also uh, inside of my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. Again, a positive, supportive, judgment-free zone where people like Nicole and people who are really, truly finding themselves and, and living by and leading by example. So if you'd like to, to connect with her, please join my community. And until next time, I have another show next Friday. Um, we'll be interviewing Mark Van Hur, the owner of the Beautiful Mind Project, who's he's actually overcome his own journey of mental health and now sharing it with the world with his nonprofit and helping bring mental health urgent care type clinics into the state of Minnesota and hopefully all over soon. So please tune in for that same time, same channel. Again, Lois Kofi with Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth and your best wisdom. Thanks again, Nicole. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.